Hello students. Uh, welcome to my first Death of a Nightingale podcast. I'm addressing this particularly to students because you are the future. And uh, I think actually I can say something that will be helpful to you at this very awful time that we're all living through today. Uh, at some stage the virus will be beaten and life will get back to some sort of normality but people are forecasting all manner of tsunamis, uh, mental health tsunamis and uh, uh, maybe fiscal tsunamis as well. I uh, know that in every situation there are winners and losers um, and I will, I think I can give you some suggestions that may help you to be a winner. And I say this for two reasons. The first is that I can actually empathize with you in the situation which you're in because I was in the same situation when I went to university. I lost a complete year unexpectedly. I'll tell you how it happened. Uh, I was diagnosed with tuberculosis and I caught it because my aunt took in uh, a, a Jewish refugee from Germany, a boy, on the kinder transport. Those were the 10,000 kids who were rescued by the good officers of the Quakers in this country, persuade the government to let them in. And uh, my aunt took in this Jewish refugee and I, he taught me to play chess. And I'm sitting on the opposite side of a chessboard to him and caught TB. Uh, I was diagnosed in a mass x-ray at, uh, at university and uh, uh, and found myself in a sanatorium in Northumberland and uh, um, not for the first time, nor for the last time, uh, owed a great debt of gratitude to the National Health Service. The uh, the thing is, though, that um, I was able to make use of the time, and I think it's important that you think about making best use of the time. I used it in order to learn to type. Now, at that time, um, uh, typing was very much for girls and in secretarial colleges. Well, all I know is that I'm glad that I did learn to type because um, it's made life a lot easier for me recently when I've been doing a lot of writing. Little did I think uh, when I uh, when I learned to type that I would uh, uh, write a play, Death of a Nightingale, uh, stage it in London and uh, uh, write alongside it a book called Death of a Nightingale and, and write alongside that uh, a blog which you may or may not have come across. Little did I think that I would write a book uh, that I wouldn't even dare to publish. Uh, this is this one, uh, Kafka's Cycle. You'll see it's Mark Centered. I'll explain to you shortly why that is the case. But at all events, um, as I say, I learned to type. And I strongly recommend you do something very useful with your time. Now, I think I can help you in this respect. People talk about the importance of physical exercise. Well, there's also mental exercise, brain exercise. And I want to suggest to you that this is really what you should be thinking about. Um, brain exercise. Uh, it's a good time to do it. All, every time is a good time. It's a good time for me as well. Um, but I think I can put uh, to you a number of thoughts on which you can exercise your brain. And I can do that because I've had an interesting life. 
let me just say this about that life of mine. When I was your age, I had a crystal ball and it was a bit cloudy, uh, but over the years, that crystal ball has been absolutely shattered because nothing that I anticipated for myself has materialized. And the whole has been a real learning experience. Let me explain that. When I was in my teens, my parents were running a little furniture shop, not even in the centre of Sunderland. And uh, my father was playing patience. And I thought, that's not a good thing for me to be doing when I get older. I want to be a lawyer and I better go to university uh, and, 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 and take a, a, a profession. Well, uh, events didn't work out that way for reasons I'll give you shortly. And uh, what had happened since is that when my father became ill um, with cancer, I had to go back and manage that furniture shop. Um, well, I, I didn't actually manage it. As you will see again, I found a manager uh, and shared the first few years with him. Well, that furniture shop now has spawned a hundred other shops is nationwide. And whilst the original turnover was about £100,000, the turnover now is about £300 million. And if you want some evidence of the dynamic of capitalism, it's there because it was a win-win-win situation. It was a win for me. I went part of the journey uh, uh, with that. Um, my... Uh, the team that I had with me, some of them are there to this day, and they obviously had a good ride. And of course, our customers, if, if they hadn't hadn't satisfied the customers, it would never have grown. So you see what I mean when I say that that was quite a learning experience for me. What about the other half of my ambition? Well, that wasn't quite that I planned it. I go to Oxford thinking that I'll get a good degree in jurisprudence. Well. I, I wonder about that now because um, take, for example, comparative law. Uh, comparative law was two Roman law papers. It was only sometime later that I got myself to America and discovered that they didn't need barristers and solicitors. They did very well with, without. And, and then you come back home and you realize that all barristers and solicitors do is to put up the price and slow the process and and make an absolute nonsense of the phrase equality before the law. I have other criticism of the law as well we'll come to later on. But overall, I practice at the bar for a short time, three years, in fact. And and then subsequently in, in life, I discover that the, the law is not a, a noble profession. It's simply a collection of good lawyers and not so good lawyers. And it's best to see it that way. Well, that's that was, again, part of my learning experience. Uh, I then find myself in, in business, and that's when I make a great discovery, and that is how important management is. And the manager that I hire didn't even have a degree. You don't need a degree necessarily to have a rip-roaring career. Um, you need to have ambition and focus and professionalism. So that was another learning experience. But uh, anyway, uh, let me carry on a little bit more with my life because the learning didn't stop then. Um, I retired um, I, uh, really for a, a, a stress-free life. Well, I didn't find it uh, because I, I, I belong to my son and Rotary Club. And there I met 
the late Fredwin Haynes, who was a, a brilliant head teacher of the Barbara Priestman School in Sunderland. Uh, that was a special school for kids with physical disabilities. And uh, uh, he persuaded me to be first a governor and then chair of governors. I didn't do anything to make that school brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But it was a revelation for me. But what was sad about it was that when he retired, the flavour of the time was to close schools like this. Now, that was an absolute monstrosity, in my view, a ridiculous thing to do. But that was the flavour of the time, still is to some extent. And uh, anyway, the parents didn't want it, the teachers didn't want it, and uh, I was able to help the, uh, them keep the school alive, and it's still there to this day, I'm pleased to say. But it was a learning experience, nevertheless. Uh, it was a battle royal, and uh, what shattered me was that the, uh, uh, the the local Labour Council was totally lacking compassion. I mean, they they starved the the the, the school of kids, and uh, and I mean, I remember one kid who was, had Crohn's disease. He lost two years' education. And they, they actually tried to sting the, the school for the parents for £60,000 to pay for their kids' education. Uh, they actually coughed up £20,000. Well, it was that that persuaded me to write Death of a Nightingale and put it on the stage. Uh, but that was only part of my learning experience because what I learned there was that diversity was a good deal more important than equality. That excellence had nothing to do with uh, ac academia. Excellence uh, is there for anybody, anywhere, if they wish to aspire to it. So it was, again, an important experience, learning experience for me. And uh, the writing of the play uh, was really very successful because, I mean, Miriam Margulies, who was in the audience, said, I learned about another world which can be as cruel and cynical and as warm-hearted and surprising as my own. Well, it was a nice, nice tribute to get from her at that time. Anyway, that was special education for me, and uh, it, it sort of take me, take me over more than my own company did, if the truth be told. But that was not the end of my story because I moved to Newcastle and then suddenly I was confronted with another situation, totally different one. There was suddenly a plan to put cycle lanes uh, into my local high street and I joined with local protesters uh, against this because there were very few cyclists and it seemed to be ridiculous because the road was far too narrow anyway. And uh, I then came across the ombudsman in this country. Well, now um, I have to tell you that I, I, knew, I know something about ombudsman because when I was young, I visited the Danish ombudsman and I still remember him saying to me that he used to sit alongside his clients, not opposite to them, because he was on their side. Well, when I came to deal with the ombudsman, it was rather like wrestling with a jellyfish. They're very difficult. I'm talking here about the legal, the local government ombudsman and the legal ombudsman. And then, much to my dismay, lawyers, human rights lawyers at that, um, weren't very helpful to me either. And of course, I, that was a further discovery to my dismay. And that is that human rights lawyers actually pick and choose the, the rights that they think are important. Well, that isn't very clever either, in my view. 
And this came to a head when I put all of this into my book, which I told you about Kafka's cycle. And, uh, uh, and I, I tell the story of all this. And uh, I send a copy to the solicitor in question and they say that, uh, that, that they, they will, if I, if I publish it, criticizing them, they will sue me and <laughs> they don't even read the book. Um, well, that's uh, the way life is. Well, I've said enough to be giving you the background to the thoughts that I can really ask you to explore in the coming weeks when we'll have a few more of these podcasts. But I'll just lead in with a couple just to so you get the flavour of what I want to talk about. I'd like to talk about student loans because I think that student loans uh, are a form of slavery. Um, and I mean, I went to Oxford on a state scholarship, and I really think it's a great shame that scholarships have been abandoned. Um, so that's worth looking at, because in America, the the amount of money tied up with uh, with uh, student loans is a trillion dollars. In this country, it's a billion pounds. So it's quite a lot of money that's being put into that particular uh, expense. Another thing that I think we can explore is HS2, not because I'm against HS2, but HS2 spends billions of pounds uh, to save half an hour to an hour on a rail journey. Meanwhile, at the moment, uh, the government is spending over a billion pounds putting cycle lanes, sometimes where there are no cyclists at all, uh, causing enormous congestion. And then people are losing hours on the road. So that again is, seems to me to be absolutely crazy. But there are other things as well that we can talk about. I hope that we can have some interesting discussions and make use of the time that you have while you're isolating. But I leave you with a couple of thoughts to be going on with as well. Uh, the one thought is that it's a good idea, if you can do it, to turn a negative into a positive. And, and that's one of my favourite little sayings. And I think the real challenge at the moment for you is to try to do that. And the other thing I would say is this, that I know money is obviously important. You can't ignore money. But don't ignore the satisfaction side of life in your life. And don't minimize one other thing. I mean, in my stage of life, the real richness lies in our friends. And that's what I'm currently enjoying. And I commend that to you as well, because you'll be making friends in university and those friends are there for life. So treasure them. Well, that's all to be going on with now. And I look forward to seeing you again uh, with some interesting brain exercises for you to contemplate. Thank you for listening to me today. Thank you.